Why use your microphone when you're not recording the show yet? to another episode of Let's Rewatch, the show where we watch movies we loved in our youth and see if they're actually still any good. I am Nick. I'm Brett. I'm Sam. And I'm Ash. And this time around, we're joined by a guest. Her name is Mia Risella. Welcome, Mia. Hi, thanks for having me. Mia is a writer. You may recognize her from Two Broke Geeks from Geek and Sundry, but now you're a writer for various animation projects. Yes, yes. And and so I think we're going to benefit from your animation expertise for this week's movie. I was so excited for this. Yeah. It's one of my favorite movies ever, and I am a huge animation nerd. So, I mean, first of all, the movie is Iron Giant. But I think you have to be like anybody who's involved with animation is stupid about this movie. It's so good. And also people who don't like animation should make an exception yeah. for this movie. It's so good. It is a movie that, you know, when we first started this podcast, it was always like, let's choose movies that we're not sure about. But this is a movie we never would have done that first year because this is a perfect movie. Uh, you know, maybe we'll learn something different Ash as we watch it. does not agree. What? Based on no. your but face, Ash I'm guessing. Might have different no. opinions. <laughs> I think My was... face was that she, like, specifically said she wanted to shout out the podcast and we just, like, pulled her. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you so like much. Having a mini panic attack in my mind. Like, <laughs> I was like, she has thinking like we're really? horrible people. We, we got we got like we uh, got sidetracked. Yeah. I feel I felt like it was coming, and then like we started talking about how good it was. It was. It's yeah. a testament to how many people uh, like that this is movie. so so nice of you to be anxious <laughs> like, for me. She doesn't get offended. Usually, and, I have to have my own anxiety attacks. Yeah. So thank you so much. In my defense, first of all, keep this in the show. But in my defense, <laughs> we definitely would have talked about it at the end of the show. But yes. still. But she you, doesn't know that. You are doing a new podcast. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it is an RPG-themed podcast. Yes. With Omar Najan, who is on our show. Yes, recently. so he was on the Gremlins episode mm-hmm. that I was listening to uh, okay. just in the car ride up. Awesome. And uh, we're doing Thank You for Questing, which is an RPG podcast um, that is very loosey-goosey, not real rules-based, not real mathematics-based. That's the best word. Uh, yeah, it's Don't real improv and story-based. So it's not d d It's a new system that that we made up just for the sake of simplicity and also we can challenge the the gm so that's built in so oh, sometimes we just like system. mess omar made it up actually oh, cool. so he made it up which is really simple and uh and the added mechanic is sort of that we can actually change the reality if we disagree and we can roll against him whoa yeah. cool so he doesn't have like end all say all yeah Ooh. so we made a really cr- our friend chris who's on the who's one of our party uh made a really crazy change right off the bat a couple episodes ago like wow. we were in a submarine we we're supposed to be sinking and then he just at the top of the episode i guess because he felt like we weren't using that mechanic enough decided that instead of the ocean it was a sky ocean and we were falling into the sky ocean and then one and then omar had to like wow readjust everything scotian. wow sky ocean so it's real it's a very wacky uh rpg podcast and it's a lot shorter than than most so it's like usually about half an hour so cool. do you play yeah. fast and loose with rules or do you edit out the parts that are Ooh, good steeped question. in rules Oh, no, it's just there are very few rules. Okay. I would almost say there are no rules. There's just no right. rules. There's just sometimes dice rolls. I love okay. the concept of just being, like, to the DM, no, 
I will fight you. Yeah. <laughs> I did that one time where we to the we had our first kind of like skirmish and and then he goes and he hits you with this wave and then I'm like, how do you know? <laughs> Because I'm God? Yeah, he's like, because I said so and I made it. I'm like, no, that's not right. That's not true. And then we rolled and he didn't hit me. I felt uh, very valid. You must, be, <laughs> you must be like the worst at stage improv. I'm like, no. Yeah. yeah no, I don't know. Like, no, Hi, Mom, and... we're in a blockbuster. Nope. None of that's true. Yeah. yeah. We're in a different scene now. You're like the Michael Scott of <laughs> what he does improv. I just want, I've been, I started the office over again. Yeah. I saw that one where he just tells everybody he has a gun yes. in every scene. Yes, yeah, exactly. that's a good one. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, uh, we sorry. plugged the podcast. Like back, said. Yeah, back to it's, yes. it is, back to nerdy now. It's brand new, so I really appreciate. You're welcome. That you I've been keeping an eye out for to me. it. I'm sorry, I haven't yet. I, it's on my podcast. Oh, that's list. all right. There are so many podcasts, oh God, and it will many. still be there yeah. later when you when you feel that you have time to listen to it. And they are really short. That's the thing that like we're kind of inspired by Adventure Zone, and of that course, kind of, yeah, yeah. But there, it's a lot shorter than those. Nice. Yeah. Is, is it one story arc over the whole thing, or is each episode a new story arc? Oh, so each month um, is a different holiday or seasonal theme. Oh, okay. So we're the same character. <laughs> There's a lot of real wacky parts to this RPG, guys. Um, I didn't even get to that detail, because I was like, I'm talking about it too long now to make up for how <laughs> Sorry, we almost skipped yeah. it. Um, so no, check it out. Yeah, each month is like a different... So we're, we're um, in a kind of an amorous valentines type of situation right now. Okay. Oh, right. I just love that phrasing. <laughs> but you were saying about Iron, Iron Giant. Iron Giant. Iron Giant. So, yeah, I think this is a, a very much loved film, mm-hmm. which, Ash, you have not seen the whole film. I have not seen the whole film. And um, I don't mean to offend anyone. So you did oh, hate it. On. I was hold, right. Hold on. Hold I on. was right the whole time. Oh, Your face. She wasn't worried for me at all. Oh, she just really no, hates I it. Was, I was worried yeah. about you. You can backpedal I, all you want. <laughs> I, okay, I, the, this film, I feel like, I forget which film you said recently, Brett, where there was one of the films where you said it was always on TV and you would go through and you'd watch like a child, you would watch a couple of minutes of it and then get bored Muppet and change. Muppet movie. Yeah. Okay. Wait, was Muppet, Muppet Treasure, Treasure Island. Island. Oh, so, no, you had Stephen Remorse on that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So this movie was the same thing for me where child me, like it would be on TV and I would watch the first 10 minutes and it just never hooked me within the first 10 minutes and I would change the channel. So I've seen the beginning of this film I could multiple times. Yeah. That. Yeah. That's and, fine. And I'm saying child me, you know, yeah. I haven't seen it as an adult. So like, I don't know if I don't like this film. I just remember as a child thinking the beginning was slow and I was bored and I was like, where's this giant robot? Like, it's not showing up yet. I'm bored. I'm leaving, you know? Well, no pressure, but you better but like wrong. it as yeah. an adult. <laughs> <laughs> this movie's going to start, and like the first 10 seconds, there's going to be an Iron Giant on screen. And, you're gonna <laughs> and I'm going to be so. Yeah. Wait. That was the TV edit. They edited out all of the robots. Yeah. <laughs> there's no robot. So that's that's my story of this film. I don't, I don't know if I like it. Okay. But. Well, do you like other films by Brad Bird? Yes. So this was Brad Bird's first film, which is first impressive. First directing. Yes, first, first film he directed. He did direct... No, episode. it was his first film. He did direct... <laughs> Straight some, out of college. <laughs> he did direct some episodes of Amazing Stories, apparently, but this was his first 
full-length movie. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Did he also direct a couple episodes of The Simpsons? Yes. Yeah, oh. I saw that on his Wow, list. I didn't know that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after this was Iron Giant, and or uh, after this was Incredibles <laughs> and Ratatouille. Oh, so, really? Yeah, so he was cooking from here. And I, I'm a huge fan of Mission Impossible. And Ghost Protocol was one of the better movies. There were some terrible Mission Impossible movies. The first one was terrible. But this one was one of the great ones. You're like nodding there. I'm Mia. nodding. You can jump in. I'm nodding, but I wanted to see how you know how I, far down the IMDb we're going to go. Ooh, and, and there, <laughs> there, are, there are new rules there. I'm just like talking about cool stuff that he did. Ghost I have Protocol. other thoughts about, about Ghost Protocol. Oh, well, oh yeah. do you not like Ghost Protocol? <laughs> I don't. It's it's definitely not my least favorite Mission yeah. Impossible movie. Oh, it but. falls into some traps. <laughs> like the problem with all the Mission Impossible movies is. Every movie is about, oh, no, Ethan Hunt is actually bad. We have to hunt him down. And he has to, like, prove his innocence. Every single movie. Like, when are you going to realize he's not actually bad? You guys are fucking up all the time. There, so there's – I have, a, like, a stupid gripe about the Ghost Protocol. Uh, but it is the Brad Birdness of it that I don't like. Oh, weird. Uh, but specifically that, like, animators tend to really focus on, like – individual because you know you're frame by frame by frame and it's the individual character expressions and like actions and like specific movements and like watching it just because you know we went to school for animation like i saw all this stuff that didn't look like natural acting and looked mm. like scripted m- movements and actions uh that felt weird and it was just like this is straight out of like this would look great if it was animated but because real humans are doing it i feel like they're being told to like like walk into the building and like breathe in and sigh of relief we're in we didn't get caught and like that's a moment from the, I, yeah, I fully understand what you mean and here's the dirty little secret is that i have not seen any other mission impossible movies wow ghost protocol i watched it because Brad Bird directed it and I was like wow Brad Bird directing a live action how cool is that like I so you know I wasn't looking at it at the level of nuance and, and critical eye that you may have been looking at it. I was just like what a cool shot because he's an animation director and this is very interesting I will say that my my criticism of it is probably overkill but I didn't yeah. know it was fun that I thought it was a storm fun, scene yeah. could have been animated also I think that's that the one, scene that bogged Brett the most the most because mm. it was uh, like and I, and I think OSS one seventeen. Uh, it was like a straight rip of their lost in the uh, alleyway scene, but like in a serious context. But another, I have I have like so many spe- very specific animator gripes. Like like at what point it crosses between uh, crosses over from reference to rip off because mm-hmm. so much of animation is about like referencing live action films. But like we, we talked about this with uh, Training Day. Uh, right. Oh my God. Zootopia is not a Zootopia fucking rip training off day. of Training Day. No. Oh God. We I'm like the it. last person to say things are rip off. Actually, so we'll probably <laughs> side with whoever's against you on that. Oh, one. Oh, yeah. But yeah. it's nothing personal. But I'm very postmodern about my art uh, thoughts, and I'm like, nothing is a rip off in my mind. Everything, because it's sort of like folk music at that point, where you're like, yeah, everything is a rip off, so nothing is. We're I'm, all special, and no one is. That's an Incredibles reference. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just nervous because we're inches away from. 
Nash getting into her Pacific Rim rant. I want to point oh. out so you don't like Pacific Rim. I wait, wait. We're talking about Iron Giant, and I'm gonna get really into these side conversations, and it's gonna be too much. That's totally cool. I'll just I'll just say the whole movie is a ripoff of anime. What is that like? Ripoff is such a negative word, but it's like a live action anime, and that's why I think it's so cool. And you're saying it's a ripoff of an entire genre, which doesn't even make sense. Make it, <laughs> translating a genre into a different genre is like not a ripoff of a movie. Like that's an entire but they genre just, and way of making something. But like key plot points are directly pulled from various animes. Yeah, yeah that's but, like a whole lot of stuff. <laughs> not not various animes, specific Gundam animes. Yeah, like which it is a, clearly inspired by because yeah, of, yeah, yeah Ma- the suits. subject matter. I liked the giant Hold monster out. fighting. And that's the reason why everyone likes the movie. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it is the best part of the movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I liked it better than Godzilla. I thought Zootopia was an awesome movie. It's just, there's like fight, elements. Fight, fight, fight. No, because like my criticisms <laughs> sound like I hate stuff. I don't hate stuff. No, it's, yeah. it's fully possible to criticize things and like them. I think that's healthy. He yeah. thinks that, okay, I'm not going to get into this too much, but I have tear, one rebuttal. Tear me down. Let's go. I'm going to fucking tear you down. I don't care that we're married. I'm going down. He thinks that Zootopia is a ripoff of Training Day because there was a plant where he saved somebody and then the family paid him back in the end. That is not... Okay, Okay, slightly more specific. I should have brought a sleeping bag. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We can reel this back to Brad Bird by talking about Tomorrowland, which I think is another of those cases where it is... You know, taking a style that was established in pop art or animation, you're throwing out, you guys were talking about uh, uh, home design and you throw out the phrase mid century. Mm-hmm. And I think that applies to Tomorrowland. Oh, yeah. And also to Iron Giant. I actually haven't seen um, Tomorrowland, but oh, I mean, I it would make not. sense that it would be in the movie since Tomorrowland in Disneyland is like. Just one of the like Same the epitome mm-hmm. of mid-century modern, like the House of Interventions, which isn't there oh, anymore. Yeah, yeah. Uh, even Star Tours is very like oh interesting. Like the design from the outside, from the outside, yeah, totally. No, I know you said House of Invention, but it sounded like you said House of Intervention. Interventions which, is actually what it oh, was. Oh, intervention. Yeah, so that's so you were. <laughs> I really want to see the Super House close. of Interventions. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody bring... walks in and they're like, "Look, we got to talk to you." <laughs> You're just like convincing your friend to come with you. It's gonna be fun, and then it's like, actually, welcome to your intervention. Are they like animatronics, and then they pull yeah. out little yeah. letters A from their game. lapels? Yeah, <laughs> like the animatronic turns around, like we're here for you. Like- <laughs> so here's a little pop quiz: which friend is in this movie? Friend, friend, like from Friends. Yeah. I oh. will guess. Jennifer Aniston? Is she the Jennifer mom? Jennifer Aniston is the oh. mom. Oh, wow. That was wow. the guess. Well. Sorry. <laughs> uh, Harry Connick Jr. is in this. I think uh-huh. Harry Connick Jr. is very cool. But I feel like we should talk for a moment about John Mahoney um, because he just passed just mm-hmm. a few weeks ago. Um, most people say, oh, the dad from Frasier, which was one of oh, his best roles. right. Yeah. To me, he's the dad from Say Anything. Mm-hmm. I love him in Say Anything. And I think he's pretty great in this. Who is he in this? Is it Tomorrowland? He's the... No, no this movie. No. He's Iron Giant. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, You're still, still hung up on Tomorrowland. I'm real hung up on it. I'm real... I'm really there. Yeah. He's like the, the military general yeah. guy. <gasps> no way. What? Yeah. I did not... 
That, yeah, oh, so imagine the oh, Fraser okay. dad, if that's your point of reference. Mm-hmm. God, yes. spoilers now. I know there's a military dad. Oh, he was also, we saw him recently in Hudsucker Proxy. He was yeah. the oh. newspaper editor. Yes, yes. Right? Yeah. That mm-hmm. guy. Yeah, that was a good one. So, I don't know. I, I love John Mahoney, and I think mm-hmm. everybody kind of does without really knowing like mm-hmm. i'm a big fraser fan and yeah. i am and th- this is something that now will be public knowledge that i watch fraser like every night to fall asleep oh it's one of three shows that. that i rotate i watch tv to fall asleep and mm. like i always watch the same three shows basically and it's one of the shows mm. that i watch to fall asleep i love what Frasier. are your other two I definitely watch Futurama a lot. Uh, that's that's, that's for me. We always talk about Futurama in the show. <laughs> um, and I do watch like How I Met Your Mother sometimes mm-hmm. to fall asleep, though I kind of switched that out for Cheers now because I, well, I got on a big <laughs> Cheers kick. So now I'm just like Frasier Cheers Central. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All I've never shows. never got into Cheers. I just I just got into it. I went back because it's on Netflix or something. Yeah, exactly. Netflix. Yeah, that's why I this watched is it. Really good. It's really so good. good. Yeah. yeah. The comedy really holds up, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 It's pretty good. And then Frasier's or not not really, but he's Frasier's kind of so in it. different. Yeah. Too. He's he takes like three seasons to get into it, and mm-hmm. then he's so different. But I mean, the like that actor is in Cheers too. Yeah. Well, it's, it's the same character. It's Frasier. It is. Yeah. It is Frasier. Yeah. Well, that's what I said. I said, yeah. and then Frasier's in it too. And then yeah. we all act confused. Yeah. yeah, I was trying to clarify. <laughs> there was for the listeners at home. There was a look of confusion on our faces that spurred yeah. Ash's well, comment. It wasn't out of the blue. I was confused because I was thinking, isn't it pronounced Fraser? <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> God damn it. So Vin Diesel is also in this. This was very early in our Vin Dieselness. Uh Private Ryan was in ninety eight. Uh, Wait, Vin Diesel is in Private Ryan? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the first time anybody saw him. Wow. And that would have been the year before this. And then Boiler Room. Wait, was Private Ryan before Pitch Black? Yeah. So Boiler Room and Pitch Black were in 2000. Oh. And then Mm -hmm. we're off to the races with Vincent Diesel. And then, wait, which one was in The Scorpion King? That was was The Rock. Dwayne Johnson. I can't tell them apart. Just all um, the muscular well, guys. Well, just look the They're just bald and muscular. Okay. She doesn't look, see Sam color. Doesn't see color. <laughs> she doesn't see color. Check out Fast Five where you get to see them fight. They're both in the Furious <laughs> series. You can't say that. <laughs> They're both in the new one. And I could I confused the shit That's what out he's of me. Saying. He's saying they fight. Oh, in they the new fight. One. Yeah. Okay. I feel I, like everyone's getting confused. <laughs> I haven't seen anything past Fast Five, so I think they become friends. Which but... one was in Jumanji? The Rock. Oh yeah. my God, damn. <laughs> oh that was my Robin God. Williams. Uh, yes. No. <laughs> Robin Williams. The new is Robin Williams. Was the answer we were looking for was Robin Williams. <laughs> new one. Um, I feel like Iron Giant Vin Diesel is like the groundwork for Groot, basically. Oh. Yeah, yeah, I, I can definitely yeah. see. I mean, yeah, it's it's not a stretch. Clearly, yeah. this is like this is probably somebody was like he could do it. He did Iron Giant. He already did. He it. already did it. Yeah. and now he'll be Groot. Just a lovable mm-hmm. giant, gravelly voice. Uh, doesn't say much, so you really latch on to like the intonation. It seems like it's an, an easy job because it's not a lot of words, but I feel like it's an extremely difficult role. Because we feel so much for those characters, and they don't have a lot to go off of to convey a lot of emotion. Yeah, with just yeah. a couple words. Yeah, it's it's funny with the yeah the the Groot thing, and it's almost like uh uh like the all the elements. Vin Diesel is the the uh, 
silent like unkillable f- friend creature gentle like, giant that's where that's his new thing and like we have the metal one and now we have the wood one and we're gonna get the water one <laughs> oh is he water diesel <laughs> Water Diesel. Hashtag. I want to make the movie Water Diesel. Aqua Diesel. Yeah. It's like Water World, but Water Diesel. <laughs> now I really want to go to a gas station and over the diesel hookup, I just want to put a picture of Vin Diesel. <laughs> <laughs> well, people have done that in soda machines with the iced tea dispenser. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So we have to go into our regular little segment here. Ash, why are we watching this movie? Oh, yeah. We're watching this movie because... Sorry, Nick, but Iron Giant is in the trailer for the new Ready Player One movie. Ah. And this is why I thought you would be great for this episode, Mia, is because you have a background in both film and animation. So I thought you might have some interesting perspectives there. But um but yeah, we don't I don't wanna do say too much yeah. because it is near and dear to Nick and he doesn't like to watch trailers. The minefield for Ready oh, Player One. This is such an important book for me. This is an extremely anticipated movie. Mm-hmm. And have you read the book, Mia? I have, and I actually don't watch trailers either, and I haven't seen the trailer. Oh, I have so seen some stills. Oh, no, so I just spoiled it for you? Oh, no, that's all right. Uh, that's not why I don't watch trailers. Like, okay. I, I just, sometimes um, I feel like the trailers get a little bit away from mm-hmm. the filmmaker, and I want to just see it as as a yeah. whole story as Let it was Let them intended. tell me the story. Don't show me little yes. snippets. So I, th- I do think trailers are an art form in yeah. themselves, oh, sure. and they're amazing, and yeah. I'll watch them afterwards. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But there's there's so much so many things in that book. I mean, it's built around making references to things that we grew up with. That's mm-hmm. kind of the whole point. And I understand in the movie they're not going to make all of the same references and use all of the same music. But I'm nervous because mm-hmm. Iron Giant. I mean, I think he appears very briefly in the book. I don't think he's anywhere near as significant as this trailer is making him. So I be. looked it up. The words, the, the character Iron Giant is referenced once in the book on the very end, literally just once Yeah, is it named. And so to see it so heavily featured in the trailers really concerns me as well. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't know if it concerns me because I know they're like. I loved the book Jurassic Park. The movie is very different, mm-hmm. but, but still also awesome. Good. Yeah. So I have to let go of some of the things that I hold dear. But I also don't want to know too much of what they have in the chamber here. Yeah. That's why I don't like to watch trailers too much, too, because yeah. sometimes they they mislead you, like um, for Wreck It Ralph, where, you know, they had, which is a similar thing of bringing together a bunch of properties. They had like Sonic all over the mm-hmm. posters for Wreck It Ralph. Yeah. Yeah. And then a lot of my friends were like, Sonic wasn't even in it that much. And they were like really disappointed. And I'm like, well, if you didn't watch the trailers, then you wouldn't have been disappointed. Oh, <laughs> and you would have yeah. just intaked that movie and That's it would have been fine. Very disingenuous. Yeah. Well, like it happens. The, the Rogue One, everyone was pissed that the stormtroopers didn't walk through the ocean. Like all those posters mm. of oh, yeah, like yeah. the stormtroopers through the water. Oh, interesting. That was a thing. Mm-hmm. Oh. And Brett, I, you saw, what was it, uh, Suburbic? Suburba, oh, Suburbicon. Suburbicon. The trail is completely different from. It the was movie. like a different movie, <laughs> like a, just a complete. Like they, it's a bait and switch. Yeah. yeah. The thing is, though, 
without giving too much away, from my knowledge of the book and from what I saw in the trailer, I do believe that this won't be like the Wreck-It Ralph instance. You think there's going to be actually a significant amount of Iron Giant in yes. it? Oh my god, my, my feelings are rising. Which is <laughs> kind of exciting. I, yeah. I feel excited about I it. I guess it feels a little weird because it feels like Steven Spielberg inserting his own IP into someone else's IP. But it's I've and there was a lot of Spielberg IP in the book, and I've heard that he's pulling a lot of his stuff out because he Mm. doesn't want to be self-serving. I would have thought that that's one of the reasons that they could even make the movie was to get someone like Spielberg, who is just like a person who happens to have access to a lot of IP. Yeah, because like I heard they were making a Ready Player One movie, and I did not understand how that was going to exist because there's so many references. And then it was Spielberg. I'm like, well, I guess like half of those are his. So and I do think it, it certainly can make a great movie. But you're right, like to secure the rights for that stuff, which is another reason why I think they're not going to get the same stuff that was in the book. Probably not. It's, it can still be true to the theme. It's just when I read the book, I literally downloaded each song as it was mentioned in the book and listened to that song and go back to that playlist. Like if it doesn't have every single song that was mentioned <laughs> in the book, I'm already disappointed. Oh no. So yeah, I'm setting myself up for a <laughs> yeah, you are. scenario. I uh, want to say so much more based on the trailer, but I just well, don't want to spoil it for well, you. It's fine. The end of March. So yeah, we'll have to read. That when come it comes back. out, that's yeah. soon. Oh, it is yep, really March thirtieth. Well, why I think. we're releasing wow. this episode at that time? I mean, yeah, I mean, okay, present. We're in the present right <laughs> now. Where today? Not, okay, it's, it's yeah, at the end of March. We record these four episodes. Look at pants. the calendar on your phone. Look at the time and the clock in your car. That's when we're talking right and now. And go buy tickets for Ready Player One. Yeah. I oh, hope we should good. all go see it together. Yeah, yeah. Luna's going to be in town. She already oh. knows that's a thing we have to go do. All right. Yeah. Uh, and it kind of, I know you probably have to move on to all the segments that you're going to hit up, but I thought it was interesting that it was tied to Ready Player One because we mm-hmm. had such a big convo about what a ripoff is, like what constitutes a ripoff earlier. Yeah, and that's Ready true. Player One is like a topic that usually spurs that conversation when I'm at parties or something. Like what is a ripoff and what is original? I don't know what it, it brings that out in people. Yeah. Like when I'm at parties, they, everyone's always arguing about it and I'm very uh, like, you know, I'm, I'm very like, whatever is fine. You can reference as much as you want because my thinking is that it's the execution of something it doesn't matter it could be an unoriginal execution well i worked with a director once and this was his perspective on it um and his perspective was you could make a reference as long as you're recognizing that you're referencing something like you can you know you can have something similar to something else as long as you call it out and you say oh you mean like this one thing you know and like it's as long as you're telling the audience yes i'm recognizing that this is like that thing or i'm trying to do that and then it feels okay to the audience but if you don't recognize like if you make a movie that's very similar to ghostbusters and you don't have a joke in there about how it's similar to ghostbusters everyone's going to feel like you're ripping off ghostbusters or Pacific Rim. Or Pacific Rim. <laughs> but, like, so the show that does this and book is The Magicians also does this. Is It feels very much like Harry Potter, Narnia, and all that stuff. But they call it out. And they say they make jokes about the fact that it's similar. And that somehow makes you feel, oh, this is okay. And I feel like Ready Player One does the same thing. It's It's totally calling out the originals. But Ready Player One is even a different thing. Ready Player One is not redoing a story told by somebody right. else. Right, I agree. Mm-hmm. It's a story about people who love these things 
that are real about things. Yeah. things. Integral to and the plot to reference games them. Based mm-hmm. on those things. And that's usually where I land on yeah. it. It's like stuff is fine and, and, and it's the plot. Like the story is what's important. Yes, you know? exactly. Yeah. That's and, that's how I feel. It's the but even in terms of say you're not fully making a reference and like calling it out like Ash was saying it's more the execution of the story and if it's an original execution so I don't necessarily care as much if it's like See, it's more the like problem. derivative the word derivative to me would be a more appropriate word than like if something's a ripoff or not mm. it's like a line of is this too derivative if it's too derivative then it's boring I like already saw it and it's not doing anything unique whereas if it's similar but it's not so too derivative then... and you just described my experience while watching Pacific Rim yes but I now agree with the vocabulary that I replaced <laughs> <Yeah>. it <laughs> but a good type of derivative not too derivative but like embracing the themes of I think would be Iron Giant and some of the the classic science fiction horror movies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and and I think a good level of that happens here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they I mean, we should talk about it <clears throat> talk about it more after we watch it, but Indeed. I feel like they do <laughs> subtle things to kind of show that they're paying homage. Yeah. Like it's set in the 50s and the design is very 50s well, and there's a little bit of the day that Earth stood still. Yeah, like. yes. There's the when the character is watching a movie on TV and that mm-hmm. movie that they're watching on TV is the thing yes. that they're drawing influence from, I think they're saying to the audience, "Hey, we get it." Yeah. You know. Yeah. 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 See, that's again, that's just another way of them calling out. Yeah. That's yeah. the don't at me like Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. So yeah. I I have a fun fact about Iron Giant in like the 1950s and the watching yourself on TV thing, but I could mm-hmm. save it for after if you want, since you haven't seen it. Oh, okay. All right. Is oh, it going to spoil I, parts of the plot? No, it's actually, I, I saw a screening of Iron Giant um, when it came to LA a couple years ago in theaters, mm-hmm. and it was mm-hmm. like the only time they've done this where they put in yeah. the deleted scenes oh. into it. Oh, yeah. And they were really, it's, there's not a lot of like whole on scenes because you would very rarely animate that far. Yeah. Without, you know, just cutting it. You yeah. wouldn't like fully animate it and then cut it usually, but um, it was something that they added back in. Yeah. I don't think it'll ruin the plot. Should I say it? Yeah, that's. Uh, Nick. I, no, <laughs> I, know, I know what it is. Yeah, that's. Yeah, total, yeah. you see yeah. that screen? Yeah, yeah. But, but did, bear, in mind, there, right? bear in mind. I don't Baron know anything about the plot of this movie, yeah. and let's I kind talk, of like that. Let's okay, let's talk about it, it after. Like, yeah. I don't know anything. All I know is there's a giant robot. Yeah, I'm pretty it's sure it doesn't spoil, but it might. Like, well, we could just like save Sam, it I didn't yeah. even yeah. know it takes place in the 1950s. Like, I had no idea. Oh, no. So, I don't know anything about the movie. Well, then, yeah, let's talk about that after. Yes. Yeah. So, then, take that straight into your expectations. Yeah. Nothing. Which are no expectations. <laughs> no, I'm just okay. kidding. Oh, I thought you meant like carry that over to my, like add it to my expectations. Yeah. And, and then to- um, speak that out loud into the microphone at this moment. <laughs> Thanks. So you're explaining to me how to podcast. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I have high expectations because it's Spielberg mm-hmm. and, um, and because everybody like, it's always that double-edged sword, though, when everybody's like, it's such a good movie. Like, sometimes the hype mm-hmm. ruins it. So, like, I'm kind of worried that I'll just be like, mm. meh, you know. Mm. Um, but it seems to be really loved, and I like robots. So I think I'll enjoy it, you know, at the very least. I don't think it's going to be a bad movie. I'll, I'll throw my expectations in, which are not only do I think this will be a great movie and everybody will have a good time, it's going to be it's going to feel important for for right now in in the world right now it's going to mm. feel important for right now 
Brett, do you want, yes. do you want to say that again right now? <laughs> Brett, what do you think? What do you what do you got? What do you I'm pretty sure it's going to be an enjoyable uh, experience, but I'm working on a uh, a specific Spielberg related theory, and getting to watch some of his movies again is going to help me uh, work on that. Now, this is a you know produced by Spielberg. This is a Brad Bird film. I wouldn't and I call think it, it a truly Spielberg. Is oh, a Brad that's film. right. But oh. I think Spielberg was one of the producers. Maybe do you have a Brad Bird theory then? <laughs> I don't really have the Brad Bird theories. I know I love the things he's done that are animated uh, more than the live action uh, so far. But uh, this is this is the animated side. I'm, I think I'm going to love it. This is, this is a really great... Uh, the, I mean, we have an Iron Giant. Oh, he's falling apart. Uh, you kicked him off. Yeah, the one Sam made. Yeah. I'll have to re... We'll have to retweet that photo. Again. That, that was my plan to get into Sam's expectations because oh. right over her shoulder is a paper craft iron giant that she built that's incredible yes. so I... what do you expect from this movie <laughs> well i kind of like it just a little bit um <laughs> that iron giant that you were referencing was put together for an iron giant tribute show which kind of shows the cult following that it has within the animation industry i and... had no idea until brett told me because we were like talking about guests for the show and he's like He's like, we probably shouldn't have an animation guest because all animation people love this movie. And I was like, well, I know one that does both. So, and then it's you're true. like, it's my favorite movie. And I was it like, is. oh no, it's kind of yeah. my favorite. It, it's it's really common. I think because it is so appealing and it's not like too little kid like, you know. Okay. Um, and it just it has a great heart of the story, and that's my favorite part about it. So I'll like it. we just won't be friends anymore if I don't like it. Is that is that what you're saying? I think you'll like <laughs> no, it even though kidding. it's so overhyped. I, like, no, I no, that's it. ridiculous. You'll like it. <laughs> yeah, at least you yeah. won't admit you won't admit to us yeah. while yeah. we're here. You yeah. can record your thoughts oh, later. Just just like safe room. People. I think. <laughs> I think you will like it. I, I have this vision of, of Ash talking to Yoda, and she says, I'm not really a fan of Iron Giant. And Yoda says, you will be. <laughs> you will be. Can we make that? Yeah. <laughs> Dear fans, please make that. All right, so Mia, bring us home. You think this is going to be any good? I think it's going to be a very enjoyable experience. I uh, feel like I've made my feelings about it maybe pretty clear. Um, but I'll what do were they again? No, just kidding. It's bad. No. <laughs> um, but I think it will be a really wholesome viewing that we'll have right now because, uh, like I said, I think Ash will like it, even though we, we hyped it up so much, the thing that's at the heart of it, it's not like some big grand mm. epic yeah. overcomplicated, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, wow, this is a voice of a gender. It's none of that. It's just like a good movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I think okay. that we'll just have a good old fashioned, nice movie watching time. I'm glad you brought that up. Cause I kind of, I was trying to think of how to prepare you for it without giving too much away and i think that's perfect yeah okay. it's not it's not like when when people are overhyping overhyping it's not like a, a star wars style mm-hmm. hype train where mm-hmm. it's like all the lore and blah 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 it's like no it's just a good movie and and mm-hmm. it's just the art's very good and mm-hmm. it's yeah, a nice time <laughs> it's like it's one of those things where like uh, there's a lot of great movies that are like, oh, that was great, except, and like, this is one of the movies where I don't hear a lot of people have an exception. It's just like, oh, yeah, that was good. And like, because there's not like that huge detractor, there's, it's like stands above a certain tier. Mm. Yeah. So I wonder why I was so bored as a child then. It's a slow, it's a slow movie. In in the beginning, if, if you stop before you get to the great stuff, Mm -hmm. then it's like, meh. 
Yeah, and I remember not being as enthralled with it as a kid. I definitely love it more as an adult. Okay. It's yeah. a fairly it's not a fast-paced movie. It's not like a boring yeah. movie, but for it's very mature-paced movie, so yeah. for a kid I could definitely see you tuning out. I don't think yeah. that would yeah. be abnormal. There's like none of the little kid like fart jokes, like <laughs> any of that sort of I love that you're setting stuff. the bar on my my little kid. That's an interesting phrasing, <laughs> mature-paced. Yeah, like, yeah. I've never thought about that. I think what helped for me too is that my parents like used to always show me um, like foreign films and art films as a mm. kid instead of letting me watch Cinema. cartoons. Yes, they were trying to make me cultured. <laughs> and so now I know you referenced anime. So now that I know you as an adult have seen a lot of anime, I don't think the pacing will throw you. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like Actually, my neighbor Totoro the- is like slow for a kid, but as but right. I loved it as a kid still. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. Yeah. All right. Well, we're we're gonna give it a try. We'll see if it's good. <laughs> so we're going to pause the recording. We're gonna watch the Iron Giant, and we'll be back. No, it will be good, Nick. It will. It will. <laughs> Lasagna for one. I thought you were going to do the Superman theme to lead in. Yeah. I can't. Or the other flight of the Concords. The humans are dead. No. That would be the alternate ending to this film. If things Everything went horribly, horribly wrong. No one stopped anything. He misses the missile. Oops. This movie is exactly why I hate these new Superman movies. The man of steel and all that it's (laughs) this is the whole point of superman like the heart of something with or something or someone with an extreme amount of power making an active decision to use it to protect to do things good without destroying and if you cannot tell that story with superman you have no business making films yeah, you can tell it's pre uh, DC movie Superman because they when they show the comics and they look at like he explains what Superman is in the yeah, way that they treat. Yeah, you said that was a real comic cover. Yeah, right? actually, that comics. The movie. Mm-hmm. That's what Superman used That's to be. The, the protector. inspiration. That's mm-hmm. what you should. Mm-hmm. The protector. The protector. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not the dude who rips heads off or. Yeah, I mean, snacks or whatever. The, I haven't seen the movie, so didn't I don't know. Completely Close. rip a guy's okay. head off, but the the amount Jeez. of violence waged by this character, the amount of I mean, he did directly kill a guy. These are not the things that Superman should do. Superman should be the inspiration, should be the mm-hmm. the thing with great power that decides to be a protector. Oh, the and, moment and that when he me. puts this fist down like Superman. Yeah. yeah. Did every, everyone cried, right? Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. And and that's what makes the story so interesting is like it's about the character behind all the strengths. You know, it's not about how much he can do damage or how he can fight a big boss, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's about the the heart. Yeah, the heart. Exactly. But you were saying decision. It's the decision to do this, to be. Mm -hmm. It portrays strength in a way that's not like punch punchy kicky yeah. strength like mm-hmm. the version of strength in this movie is so important because it's like an inner strength and it's doing the right thing and it's learning like we're talking about how um the iron giant is a child basically learning and perceiving new things in his mm-hmm. world and and um even like 
uh, we were talking about the uh, the military guy who's the John Mahoney guy. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Even yeah. he is shown to be a strong character by learning mm-hmm. and accepting the new reality. So, And the townspeople, too. Like, yeah. as soon as the the giant robot saves the kids, like, everybody's like, oh, okay. You know, like, they're not. And this is what I love, the scene where the deer is dead. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Hogarth says this is, you know, he's like a child. He doesn't know, but he, he'll listen. Mm-hmm. You know, you can explain things to him. And he's, you can see those moments where his wheels are turning. Yeah. And he's learning what death is and deciding how he's going to react to it. Mm-hmm. His and ears are probably want... literally turning. <laughs> yeah. Literally. <laughs> Which is why I want every child to see this movie. Yeah. I'm glad you brought up the deer scene because that was one of the scenes that I think resonated with me the most is, you know, in that moment, you know, the, we hear the hunters and they've just killed a deer and then the robot, you know, pokes his head out from the trees and they're like, Oh my God, a monster. And they're calling him a monster. This juxtaposition of these, these people who just killed, you know, uh, a creature are then calling this other creature, a monster who, who hasn't just, done anything. Yeah, who hasn't done anything. And I, I thought it was interesting, like all the different theme the the themes that resonated with me in the movie were the themes about death because then the kid says it's it's not okay to kill but it's okay to die which is essentially what he does he realizes it's not okay to shoot back at these military guys and kill them but it is okay to die to save this town and my friends and everyone and that was really powerful and um yeah i just thought there were lots of themes of death throughout the movie and accepting death which puts us in this position where you've got adults who are wildly irresponsible and waging violence mm-hmm. and the children teaching why that is not the appropriate way to go. Hmm. Just like today, hmm. you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, the deer scene also t- to me, like brings up the nice theme of which uh, it's like a very monster movie theme mm-hmm. of like, I love, I mean, it's fun that he's a big, scary robot monster. That's a little bit different than a regular monster. He's yeah. like a giant, which is a different kind of fun thing. But the fact that, like, mankind is the monster. Right. And because somebody yeah, is, interesting. in monster movies, it's like it, the monster looks different. Um, and so there's... It's about acceptance. It's sort of like a domino effect that maybe wouldn't have happened. The monster looks different and it looks really scary. And then mankind, like response by jumping on it and shooting and chasing mm-hmm. um and maybe none of that would happen if we didn't yeah, kind of uh, taint the well with that violence in the first place right yeah, yeah. the day the earth stood still yeah like, standing monster thing yeah uh, but the uh that was like ma- man being the bad guy is that that was like my favorite theme from the movie is the uh, um you know uh, uh, i was saying that mr manly mr manly uh <laughs> I think uh, it was Mansley, guys. I just Mansley. can't let this Mansley. keep going too long. Oh, okay. I'm pretty sure yeah, it was it's pretty Mansley. Transparent. <laughs> yeah, I just, uh, I just didn't want it to go too long yeah. and then be like, okay, I'm yeah, thinking we, of this the whole time. I think it was me. Mansley. <laughs> <laughs> but like his his character, I think is the most important lesson in in the film. Uh, you know, it, more than just like uh, other pers- personal growth, like it, knowing that your actions uh and you know the, the ignorance uh, what, ignorance is forgivable but uh willful ignorance, willful ignorance uh, has yeah. the power to like kill everyone, everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah but it's, that's so that's such a crazy i mean that's so right there's yeah. so many themes going on in this it's like a melting pot 
there's, you know, the fact that he's big and destructive and giant and he's trying to be gentle. There's like the willful ignorance and learning and adapting. There's death. Uh, and, and then, then like, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. What was it? What was you were saying earlier being, uh, being who you want to be. Yeah, choosing right? yeah, who choosing. you want to be. Like he mm-hmm. chooses, even though he's built for a specific thing, he chooses to be his hero superman yeah um, oh, i know so but like sam was saying earlier what's crazy is that there's all those themes in it but it's super understated it's not oh, really yeah. preachy yeah this like it doesn't beat you over the head with all of these really profound mm-hmm. themes it lets you discover them through the characters and feel it through the characters mm-hmm. and so i think it resonates with people a lot more easily because you don't feel like it's talking down to you. Yeah. It's like you said, uh, you guys were like preparing me for it in the beginning, <laughs> but that is a very simple story, but it's yeah. an elegantly done simple story. Yeah. When we were all backtracking, trying yeah. to like yeah. make sure that you didn't hate yeah. it. But I, I was really glad you brought that up because a lot of times when you set up expectations, you expect this sort of right. grandiose, like life changing story. And while I do feel that, the Iron Giant is life-changing. It's in a much more subtle, down-to-earth, relatable way. Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel like the large scale that you get in a lot of action movies. Yeah. Even though it did have, you know, a nuclear bomb, which is kind that's of true. the highest stakes. But and that's usually like smaller. jumping the shark with the nuclear bomb, and it yeah. didn't here. Yeah. <laughs> I also feel like it gets it gets a pass because it was the first time that I had seen that um plot point of like a bomb is coming and then Mm. he actually is going to sacrifice himself Mm -hmm. by flying up to the bomb because they do that in uh, one of the Avengers movies I think the second Avengers movie or one of the Marvel movies and Batman and Batman and Big Hero 6 has like Baymax is very Iron Giant-y oh yeah yeah even though he's not built for evil like he's a squishy happy guy but he even gets his eyes go red and he does the whole uh, Iron Giant sequence too so yeah I feel like Iron Giant gets a pass because it did it first I think it also works because it's set up in this time period where that was a big fear Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. people were afraid of Russia bombing the US Science is the monster. It was written during that time. It was a book. Oh, was it a book? And it was written. I didn't know that. The late 50s, maybe? Wow. Yes. And the last is by Ted Hughes, I think. And his last name is definitely Hughes. So Hogarth Hughes. Um, And the book is super, super different, of course. It's a children's book. It's an illustrated Hmm. book. Oh, really? It's black and white. It has like beautiful ink drawing. Hmm. So it's not like a little, little kid's book. Right. Um, and it's written by a poet laureate, so it's just like a short little book, but oh, cool. yeah, it's from that time period wow. also. And you were saying, Nick, you wanted every, you, you feel like every child should see this film, you know, because of the themes, but also you were mentioning off mic that, you know, you felt like the military chieftain guy was a good well, representative. Yeah, and that's important because it's easy to interpret everything we're saying as this, you know, far left wing, no guns, no violence, no military. But the general in this movie is exactly what I want out of the military. He was there immediately when a threat was perceived, but he he was not just firing blindly into it you had mansley who wanted to launch a bomb but he's he's the voice of reason is this the right choice to make is the violence that we're seeing justification for this reaction mm-hmm. and I, then mansley's I, revealed to not be very patriotic yeah. at all yeah. <laughs> yeah so that that 
being prepared in the face of a threat while having the reserved reaction to it. That's exactly the military and, that I want. And he, he, as soon as he sees the threat is not a threat, you know, stands down. Yeah. Instead yeah. of doubling down. He's mm-hmm. being analytical, you know, getting the pulse of the situation, reacting in the best interest of the people that he's trying to protect. Yeah. And like that's, intake new information. <laughs> yeah. And I, I feel like that's a thing that's missing from uh, a lot of you know, modern media about the military is the military is always just the bad guy. And like, right. uh, You know, there's, I I see a lot of talk online about how, like, remember when the FBI was the good guy and now like, you know, they're, they're the, the, all these investigations, like they're kind of the good guy again. But for a while there, it was just like the government's out to get you. The government's out Mm -hmm. to get you. And that was the only plot anyone could come up with for the government. It's like, no, there's like a lot of good people like working to make a better world. And you know, some, sometimes there's bad shit that happens. But. Yeah, like the bad guy in this is a government guy, um, and he is definitely a bad guy. But it's nice that when he's standing push next comes to, to shove, a really, really yes. good guy who's a government guy, yeah, mm-hmm. he's, he's a bad guy who happens to work for the government. So right. it doesn't like paint with a broad brush; it's it's nuanced. Yeah, yeah. I, I also like the fact that the really like ultra violent, quick to like the punch sort of character is the villain. You know, yeah, that's yes. a really good example mm-hmm. of like to solve problems. You don't have to choose violence. You know, mm-hmm. you can, which goes hand in hand with the theme of yeah, you know, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, that's movie that what you, the giant learns. You yeah, know? you don't have to kill. Killing is bad, but dying is okay. And because it's a kids' movie, I feel like it's a particularly great message. And mm-hmm. I wish that little boys now will watch it, even though it's yeah. from the nineties. Uh, Because it sets just like there's not a lot of good examples of characters who are just going to be nonviolent and teaching you even like the Iron Giant has this violence in him that was Mm -hmm. basically bred into him. I'm um, I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah. Yeah. Because to me, it felt like it almost felt like he was I got the vibe that he was, you know, I got the vibe that he you know, was being used by this alien race as like this weapon and that he didn't want to be that weapon. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and yeah. Somewhere there is a planet under siege. Yeah. From these monsters that are just war machines destroying. Yeah. Whatever. And he's like almost having these, like he's like almost having these like PTSD moments, like almost like flashbacks of that moment when he's, you know, well, there, that's think. actually what we were we resisted talking about earlier. Uh, where all the deleted scenes because it actually yeah is yeah in there. the they have there's there's a bunch of flashes of you know flashback stuff and then I think there's like one extended like there's like thirty seconds of oh. like you see like one of the battles being waged or something. Oh, you really? see like a oh. lot of Iron Giants marching and they're all kind of how he is oh. as a war machine, you know, with yeah. the uh, the little bubble helmet and everything and uh-huh. the super super cool weapons yeah yeah they were cool weapons. they were cool even though we're like violence is bad but the design of those weapons was way cool um well that's but, cool i feel like you get that vibe though without those deleted scenes you, do, you I don't need got, it yeah but it is cool like the way they showed it was cool because it was transmitted it was that he, the giant's dreams are transmitted onto dean's tv and so dean starts to get oh he has a moment of like what was that which would explain why he was so clear on the like it's reacting to violence mm-hmm. you don't yeah oh yeah yeah and the way they fit in these scenes was really really well done too they didn't feel like 
oh, that was added in, you know. Yeah, because they're not like full on scenes. They're just kind of sprinkled in. And the screening I went to, the whoever was hosting it was saying Mm -hmm. how Brad Bird is notorious for not having deleted scenes because he runs a real tight. I think you have to as an animator. Yeah, 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 definitely. Well, who are we talking about before uh, the artist that threw all of their stuff into the ocean? My sculpture teacher. Yeah, sculpture. Yeah, where uh, you know you don't want people to see the things that you didn't want. But there's mm, either yeah. like there's no way he doesn't have stuff that's cut. That's impossible. Right. Yeah. But the process of animating, like for mm-hmm. live action, you go out and shoot it. You deal with it later. For mm-hmm. animation, you're like editing from day one. Yeah. At yeah. that point, it's just efficient to, yeah. Like, yeah. to be really yeah. you don't st- stringent about yeah, it. Yeah. You don't animate coverage. Yeah, like yeah. totally. That's a lot like, of extra but there's money. boards and boards forever. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But nobody wants to. I mean, I do. I'll watch those DVD extra features, but <laughs> yeah. no one wants to really see the animatics and the cutscenes oh, that way. So people sad. really don't like so watching people. it. Oh, I because it's hard favorite. to read. It's, it's hard yeah. to understand if you don't look at storyboards all the time. Yeah. yeah. One of my favorite DVD extras ever is the. Uh, uh, 28 days later uh the animatics of the alternate yes. endings with the with the yes. voiceover and it's just like oh i do love seeing that stuff Why oh yeah of it? <laughs> i love those ones yeah. in particular it's it's like it's crazy how like it's just like the last like five minutes of the film but how the last five minutes of the film can be so drastically different for mm-hmm, that movie mm-hmm. and they're like going through it and it's like god this is this is great this is like better than what it was in the film and then they stop and they're like and then we stopped here because this doesn't make any sense it's like oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> Can I throw in an unrelated movie uh, side note, too, now that we're throwing in some fun facts? Um, It's about, like, not animating fully, or usually you don't get to animate fully. There's a deleted scene from Lilo and Stitch that was circulating the internet. I don't know if you guys saw it. It was really interesting. Oh, what? what? You got it? I was was excited because I think I know what it is. You know what? Yeah, it was was viral. I'm sure you saw it if you are on the same Tumblr system. Apparently. Yes, probably. (laughs) Animation nerd Tumblrs. But there's a deleted scene that actually circulated because they got so far in the animation like all the pencils are pretty much done into really smooth mm. animation so oh, it's wow. easier for people to watch some of it's even colored just like a few things so mm-hmm. it got really really far and they cut it and that's super super rare wow uh but i think yeah it's just easier for people to watch something like yeah. that and that was even a little tough because it's not colored so it's just a bunch of pencils sometimes things intersect yeah now, the scene is a beautiful scene and i i bet that they cut it because they were worried um that they were offending people or something but it's a scene where um uh lilo is the girl right yeah she's the monster yeah. i always do that lilo kind of does a prank on all the tourists and oh. um kind of gets in trouble and then the ending line is sort of, uh, unless she gets in trouble by the social worker, and the ending line is that she goes, if, if you lived here, you'd understand. And oh. so I felt like maybe it got mm. so far, because it was a really good scene, but maybe they cut it, because they thought that people that who were tourists to Hawaii would be offended. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, because it's, because it's really, but it was really cool, because it was a native point of view. on Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I think That's, this movie does have some, I mean, we're talking about the themes in the story, but the animation is fantastic. Oh so God. beautiful. You know, so the, good. The cannonball dive into oh, the yeah, lake. Yeah. And just the lake sweeping through the woods, the the raccoon floating through the water yeah. and depositing them in the middle well, of the road. The whole timing of how that whole action happens yeah. is just 
It's so fun to watch. Mm-hmm. I could watch that scene like 10 more times easily. And I also love the the giant falling from the cliff. You know, uh-huh. he caught Hogarth. He's saving Hogarth. He's falling. And then you can see this little like of like these uh-huh. these things along his back and you don't know what's happening. And then it's like it turns into the jets and he can fly. I love that. Just a yeah. beautifully animated sequence. And the sound, too. And there's oh, yeah. like a little look on the Iron Giant's face like, oh, oh, yeah, I can't yeah. fly. You know, like he yeah. didn't yeah. know. The pieces together. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of the giant's face, um, I can't remember if I already said this or not, but I love how they captured his emotion. Yeah, like so his expressive. face and his design is so simple, but they got so much across. Like you said, his eyes are just two circles. It, yeah, but... they're just two circles, and then with literally three lines, mm-hmm. they get across what he's feeling until it irises in into a red pentagon. Yeah, yeah. Well, so true. I want to go back and and watch some of those scenes like frame by frame uh, uh, earlier in the film because every like, scene in painting, the, right? <laughs> yeah, right? every frame of painting. painting. Uh, but there, there are some moments where you know, watching, knowing where the movie ends up, where uh, the the giant starts to fall asleep while Hogarth is talking in one of those oh, scenes. Oh yeah. Um, and there's a moment where like his his eyes are spinning and they make this like very angry expression for like half a second and you're like oh and then but then it goes away and he falls asleep oh. and like because it's slanted down because it's part of the yeah I but know then what like you mean. suddenly like you know that that it could display a negative emotion puts the whole robot into a different context just for a second and there's mm-hmm. i wonder like you know how many more of those little hints that they're that he's actually a real dangerous machine that they managed to put in there without us knowing interesting you know? yeah yeah also, well there's with the deers his like mm-hmm. eyes like zone in on the guns oh, yeah. and turn red mm-hmm. there too mm-hmm. or when he thinks that hogarth is dead is it oh the god. way that he yeah. the, the acting yeah. that is amazing oh my god it's so, it's so good I mean, that's, that's like, I feel like it sounds so weird to say, but I feel like you see people responding to death in movies all the time. And that, in my opinion, was the most realistic response yeah. to death that I've oh, ever panic, seen on screen. Of. I, I, yeah. It's the art is, is he dead? Like, you know, but it was, it was also, fear of, there was that beat. And then there was the beat of like, no, this can't be happening. Yeah. You know, like, no, yeah. this can't he be, was, you know, sure. like, like your brain literally just like starts to shut down. I think in that scenario, Yeah, there's you know? one Once other again, scene I... I can think of that does it as well as this movie. Oh yeah. And that's in the descendants. Okay. Well, with George remember. Clooney. Yeah. And, um, I forgot the girl's name, but, that's a beautifully lit film. Oh, it's it's so beautiful. We should the character watch that. Actions. We should. Yeah. It's but that, that scene where she f- finds yeah. out is just it's heartbreaking. Oh man. Or once again, I wish you guys were watching. This is us. Oh. They handle that shit. Yeah. Everyone <laughs> keeps well. telling me to watch that. Oof. Yeah. Somebody tried to sell me on that show. Uh, no, I'm not saying that I'm not like I haven't seen it, but I'm not saying that I'm against it. But they told me that it was a comedy and i sat down what yeah right so i sat down to watch the first episode and i watched a couple minutes and i was like this is not a this comedy this is not funny yeah i was like <laughs> why would somebody do that to you i don't know i thought it was like the saddest thing that's what people tell me yeah it's sad so that's why like it's, it's just a perfect sad it's a perfect example of like you're having the wrong is this like the bojack horseman thing or is this actually just like a straight up drama oh it's it's a it's drama. Like a drama. It's, it's got yeah. some really funny stuff there's a character who's really funny but it's a 
personal drama. It's more like a yeah, it's like a drama about the human condition of existence, I guess. Hilarious. Right? Yeah, so funny. <laughs> Although you brought up Vojak, so technically Yeah, right. I, I mean, there's a example right there. It yeah. is hilarious. It is hilarious, Mia. <laughs> I am the wrong one. Now, there's, there's something you guys were saying and it seemed like you were kind of nervous about saying how cool the weapons were. And mm-hmm. I feel like you you can have really cool action I mean, they're just violent cool. scenes in a movie and still have a heart. And yeah. still not, you know, sacrifice your soul to just hurting people. Oh, no. I you mean. Know? And maybe that's part of what why movies are so great. You know, I don't want to run around and shoot people. I want to see Captain America throw a shield at people. In a super cool, like, yeah. way. Like, yeah. yeah. Let's have this fun with video games. Let's have this fun with movies. Let's not actually inflict violence on real people. Actually, super good point, because I feel like a lot of people are thinking if they don't show these big action sequences or they don't make it violent, they have nonviolent characters, then the movie will be super boring. But it's obviously not boring. That was a very exciting action sequence. Really great action. And don't have to sell out. What was the tension (laughs) in that exciting action scene? It was, don't hurt people, don't hurt people, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. That's sort of like the Superman situation you were saying before where I feel right. like I kind of lose track of what I'm tense about because I'm distracted by the fact that Superman's probably leveled so many buildings. And watch the original Richard Donner Superman where it's kind of the same thing. Two giants fighting in a city, but Superman's priority is stopping it from hurting people. Mm. And that's mm-hmm. actually how the bad guy gets the upper hand because Superman is more obsessed with helping, stopping people from getting hurt. Have you seen Colossal? No. It's a very interesting movie that deals exactly with this theme. Hmm. I've never heard of this. It's uh, Anne new Hathaway. Old. It's How old new. Is that? It's relatively oh, new. Okay. Yeah. It's it's an interesting movie. I again, it was a movie that the trailer told me was going to be a comedy, and it is not a comedy. Do not go in expecting a comedy. <laughs> Why are people messing with you? It's I. It's well. This was the legit trailer. The legit trailer makes it seem like it's a buddy comedy film, and it's not. It's a very dark movie about alcoholism and dealing mm. with hurting people and all that stuff. And so a comedy. Yeah. <laughs> <Again>. Bojack Horseman. <laughs> Jack Horseman again. <laughs> You know what, guys? Just watch both Jack Horseman, I guess. I have a question about Iron Giant. Yeah. Did anyone else have a crush on Dean? (laughs) (laughs) Right? He 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 looks so cool, right? I was like, oh, so Jeff Goldblum's in this movie, right? He's so Mm -hmm. cool. Beatnik artist, sculpture Mm -hmm. artist, like upcycling. (laughs) Please. You know, what what I liked about that, too, is he's also... I mean, they didn't flat out say it, but he seems to be a mechanic. You know, he was like wearing the jumpsuit at one point. Yeah. Seems like that's his day job. And I used to work on this reality TV show, car show, um, where this guy would redo cars and cut them apart and whatnot. But he also, just like this character, would make metal sculptures. That's and so awesome. I was just like, this feels very grounded in reality to me that this character would be mm-hmm. making sculptures with art. I loved how he fit into the 1950s aesthetic still, too, because he oh, was yeah. a beatnik. Yeah. And yeah. so we get a lot of variety. Like You get a lot of mileage out of that 1950s setting mm-hmm. yeah. as opposed to just being like, here's the wholesome family. Yeah, totally. And, and they- the first thing we see him do is stand up for a guy that people are shitting on. Yeah. 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 Well, there's the so save cool. the cat moment. <laughs> right. And, and did you guys notice, like, incredibly small detail but Hogarth's father was a pilot in World War II. 
Oh, was it like a framed that picture? Framed so picture. he did, because I got the vibe, uh, again, with the whole death theme, I got the vibe that the dad had died. And and that's why he wasn't around, but they didn't flat out say it. And then, you know, we had the deer with the death and the, all, all these death themes. Mm-hmm. It's funny, because I actually didn't, I know you had said that earlier, but I didn't know if he had died, even though I'd watched it a few times. Mm-hmm. I didn't get that vibe. I just didn't latch on to that theme as strongly as the other themes, I guess. But I wasn't totally sure if he was dead or if he had just left the mom and they were doing a single mom thing. But the, the reason, frame picture is a frame good... Picture. Yeah. yeah. It well, the, gives you like some explanation of why this kid has really thought death. about death. Exactly. And he has strong morals. Because the, the line where he says, it's okay to die, like you only... You can only that's not a say kid that. Thought. Yeah, that's not a yeah. kid thought unless this, this is kid a conversation has... he's had with his mother. Yeah, and yeah. he did say exactly. like his mom explained to him about souls and how yeah. a soul is yeah. forever. And totally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I that's why I got that that theme. No, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. I just didn't pick up on it for some reason. Yeah, you know, maybe it just the thing that resonated most with you is the you know wanting to choose who you want to be and i think that's what's great about this film is you can choose so many different themes that can resonate with you i i tend to really like films that are like the mob is like chasing out the monster and then that was the bad thing that they were doing and Mm -hmm. so i think that i latched on to that because i also really loved frankenstein as a kid, so I'm yeah. You I think you're mentioning stuff the like scene that. with the the girl that he throws into the river? Yeah, the he scene, just doesn't know. There's sort of like a riff on that scene in this movie because it turns out not badly. Mm. But like, yeah, in Frankenstein, the little, Frankenstein being a hulking giant, powerful monster, or Frankenstein's monster, but shorthand, I'll just say Frankenstein. Right? Yeah, it's too long to do that whole thing, guys. Don't at me. <laughs> I know that Frankenstein's the doctor. It just takes forever to say Frankenstein's yeah. monster. Anyways, the time I took to say that, I guess I could have said it. Uh, <laughs> you could just call him the monster. Frankenstein, it, like he, he's dealing with the little girl and he just doesn't know and she's putting the flower petals into the uh, water and he accidentally drowns the little girl. Oh, and it's just like yeah. he doesn't know. He doesn't know his own strength. And in this movie, Hogarth is able to intervene and it can show that nature versus, versus nurture guiding light. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, totally. I mean, the monster is the only character in that story that's not a monster. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Frank yeah. And Dr. Frankenstein, all the villagers are horrifying. Yep. Dr. Frankenstein. <laughs> it's pronounced Frankenstein. <laughs> <laughs> so let's do a little fact control. Oh, yeah. First, there were... Not fart jokes, but there were there were poop jokes. Poop there jokes. were there I were know poop jokes, diarrhea, yeah. laxative jokes. Yeah, and I did say I was like, yeah, this movie's great. It doesn't have any of those silly little kid jokes, like fart jokes. I mean, adult now, shit jokes. They yeah. had to have it though, because they had all this Russia stuff that a child, child me. I understand why child me <laughs> was bored for the first ten minutes <laughs> yeah. of this film. Give me some farts, come on, guys. <laughs> I'll extend an olive I'm branch. Dying. Here. Although I do want to point out that if the opening shot was in space, and object one was Sputnik, object two was Earth, and object three was the giant. But in my defense, <laughs> I've never seen that opening scene before. Mm. Because whenever I saw the movie, it was ar- like I turned the channel okay. and it had already been on. So but, I picked up at the moment of him like cycling into town. So all I ever saw was this kid squirrel in, in the guy's pants. Right. I, know. Yeah. I, I thought that was hilarious. 
But also the other thing is this movie, as far as I can tell, Spielberg had nothing to do with it. Oh, yeah. yeah we were totally wrong. Yeah. Totally yeah, wrong I have no idea that. how we got on that. It's so yeah, funny because I, I didn't think it was a Spielberg movie at all. But you guys kept saying it. And I'm like, maybe yes he like it. produced it. I don't yeah. know. Like maybe he had a yeah. he was some role that I didn't pay attention to. Well, and I, I think it's maybe like a piece of of. Uh, what I was complaining about, but not complaining about now, uh, <laughs> in the first half, which is the the referencing old stuff, and and I think there's a lot of reference of Spielberg films in this. Definitely, yeah. sure. well, it has a lot of the same themes as ET. You know, it's a kid who finds something from outer space and befriends it. And then Nick, you said like nobody believes him, and it's told from the perspective of the, the child. Shed. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. The government comes and messes it yeah. all up. Yeah. Do you like E.T. or Iron Giant better? Iron Giant. Ooh, I have to watch E.T. again. Hands down. Yeah, I mean, Iron <laughs> yeah, Giant. Yeah, same. I'm with so, you. I'm with you. Yeah, I mean, Iron Giant teaches the things that I want children to learn. Mm-hmm. Every child needs to see this movie. Adults, too, probably. Well, yeah, adults, too. They should have included this with the golden record on that. Uh, yeah. Oh, what a nice thought. <laughs> Voyager 4. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I like it better than E.T., too, but... I also was yeah. really Close. scared of E.T. <laughs> oh, that's Ash. Yeah, it's, I was too. Horrifying. Horrified of it. Yeah, as a child, it really it scared me. It so didn't good. scare me until they like put all the tubes in his house and everything. That was really scary. To me, I got it's really the, scared when he was sick and he was like all white oh, yeah, and yeah, sick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It, it was the, the men in the white hazmat suits yeah. coming into the house exactly. that scared me. That's what scared yeah. me too. And it should. It's a scary thing. That's all true. Right. It's a great movie. Mm-hmm. We should watch that one. So we all uh, hated it, right? (laughs) (laughs) It's just so good. So good. I am not a gun. There is just so many. I mean, I'm not either. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, if Owen Wilson were in this movie, like big deal. Like I'm not a gun. We're all not guns. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Get over yourself. We're all not guns. Whatever. Yeah, I mean, like we're people, man. I, I know we're making jokes, but the acting in this was so yeah. good. So yeah, so, so good. good. That little kid. That little kid's yeah. amazing. Did oh. we look up who the voice I actor did, is? I looked him up. He's been in a few other things. Was um, he in We're Back? He has a somewhat similar voice. But I I don't think it's the same kid. He just has a scratchy voice too. One second. I remember. But like he he did a really good job of getting across his points without overacting. He is in. He was in American Pie, apparently. Um, you Stifler? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, he does. It looks like he does a lot of voice acting. He was in American Pie too, as Stifler. Yeah, you're right. And wait, uh, wait, wait. what? Whoa, whoa, slow down. Matt Stifler. I think that's Stifler's little brother. I've never seen American Pie, so okay. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> um, that would be insane if that if, kid was still Be fun. careful of how much more American Pie trivia you reveal that you know. <laughs> I mean, it was popular when I was in high school. I yeah, saw yeah. American Pie. Amazingly, American Pie and Iron Giant came out at the same year. Whoa. Well, really? Weird. Yeah. What a big year oh, for him. Hold up, guys. He was in touch by an angel. Whoa. Definitely made it. Definitely made it. I'm also looking up some fact control on my phone and I have a correction Uh-oh. that the book was not written in the late 50s, it was written in the late 60s. Okay. Oh, okay. But still after, like, close to that time. Yeah, it yeah, was yeah. a reflection on that time. Yeah, definitely. The atomic era. Mm-hmm. 
Spencer. And it was it was in fact written by British poet laureate Ted Hughes. Awesome. So that part was fine. This movie was everything I love about Pixar movies. I think it's like Pixar hmm. movies, and I don't know, maybe Brad Bird movies is what I'm talking about. But <laughs> my they, favorite Pixar movie is a Brad Bird movie. Oh yeah, which one? Ratatouille. Ratatouille. Ratatouille is mm. good. They're just really good at telling these heartfelt warm stories that i feel like resonate with everybody mm-hmm. in a simple yet cute way you know mm-hmm. like and and i think they're not heavy-handed with the cuteness you know like the robot there were these cute moments with the robot where we all of us like our uter- uteruses hit the floor and we're like oh how cute you My know yeah. all, of <laughs> all of us all of us breathing like right in. um you know but it wasn't overdone to the point you know, I like. I feel like little boys enjoy this movie too. Yeah, the robots mm-hmm. and and it is, great. as I said, very important for them to watch it. So I'm glad that they can enjoy it. Yeah, there's a giant robot. So like, what can you lose? Mm-hmm. Yeah, this. I mean, this film does a really interesting thing where a lot of animated films try to bring you into a world that cannot happen. Right. Mm. And this is very grounded. Yes. I mean, yeah. granted, we don't have giant robots, but it still seems really plausible. You know, there's some companies trying to build giant robots. There are. Yeah. We don't have giant robots yet. But I know I'm what you of. mean. Like, there's a structure of kids' movies that's very popular of, yeah. like, you're in the normal world. Now go into the fantasy world. It's kind yeah. of an Alice in Wonderland style structure or even Harry Potter. Yeah. Uh, taking you out of the doldrums and into the normal world. But in this one, it's very grounded and it adds the one fantasy thing into the real world. And then yeah. watches us all deal with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which I yeah. think is why we resonate so much with it. Like just that's why like we up, it. you know, like up. It, it it starts very grounded feeling, mm-hmm. and then it like kind of becomes whimsical. Mm-hmm. But it's not like so whimsical it that it with feels. The most crushing there are sequence dogs ever put on flying film. airplanes yeah. by the end of that movie. Yeah. <laughs> Spoilers. But I think I think I think what makes up is the first like 15 minutes that's what everyone remembers and talks about and and Mm -hmm. you're right like that story is very grounded and it's very much like this where you're watching these characters and you feel what they're feeling yeah totally they do human emotion well (laughs) so we've been talking a lot about shut up you're gonna be on the podcast tomorrow not cat cast we've been talking a lot about uh the plot and the characters uh and there's another thing I want to talk about uh, that I've been wrong about before. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, but there's like a lot of sneaky CG in this movie. I don't know if it was CG, like the giant, but giant, it, I thought. Yeah, like it, almost all the time. I think I'm, I'm not sure. I think it was that they would do like a crude CG thing and then print it out and hand draw over it. You think so? Mm. I thought it was maybe like a skin on it, like a cell shading type of mm. situation. Yeah, that's yeah, I don't know. I, but assumed. I don't know either. 1999, you said, right? Because that, yeah. mm. yeah. that was some consistently well, crisp line. but I was wrong. Mm-hmm. And, but I, <laughs> yeah, I, I glossed over that part just for you. Yeah, <laughs> We're having all sorts of incorrect. This is our most incorrect episode. Yeah. This is the podcast where you learn things, unlearn them, and then learn it. <laughs> 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 It's a mental workout. So, I, mean, I guess we should get some final comments on this whole deal. Um, 
I'm trying to look up the CG thing real quick. The CG thing. I mean, I, I'll just say that I don't have much to say. I mean, except it is a, it, it's an amazing movie. I think people need, like, children absolutely need to see this movie. I was crying. It's, this is, this is. This the, is your story, I feel like, because you love Superman. Like, I it love, felt yes, like it I must love, res- resonate with you a lot. I love Superman and I mourn what they have done to Superman in the movies. You know, this, you and a lot of other people. <laughs> Definitely. It's, it's this, this idea of strength used in the right way. It should be an inspiration to everybody. Well, and so. I, I think I'm stealing some YouTubers. Uh, I can't remember who, uh, they're, they're much well-deserved, uh, uh, praise for their commentary but uh the Zack snyder's moments thing i think maybe ash you told me about this first uh there's a really great video about uh Zack snyder and his overuse of moments instead of like really good character and plot points oh. and that's what makes yeah. superman in particular feel like a bad uh yeah. superhero. which is what made his version of dawn of the dead so fucking great you know, that sensibility works for certain stories. Mm. And it just, why they would try to translate that sensibility to Superman does not make any sense. Yeah. So, uh, Brett, you are correct. Uh, according to IMDb trivia, in order to blend, to better blend the computer generated giant into the traditional animated film, technicians came up with a program that gave the giant's lines a slight, slight wobble. In order mm. to match the natural Ooh. line wow. impressions found in hand-drawn animations, so the the giant's completely CG, which it, is flawless it looks CG. Great. Yes. Looks there I wouldn't like, say it's completely CG. There's some 2D, yeah, scenes, but still. No, I mean, I guess yeah. When he's yeah. when he is CG, they didn't go over him. Yeah, but like whenever he rotates yeah. in space, it was like. Yeah, yeah like perfect. Which we've seen in things like Family Guy be really transparent when they switch mm-hmm. to a CG shot. You know, yeah. I'm very show. impressed oh, yeah. with it, how they did it in, in this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, And they didn't try to overdo it. You know, like sometimes you see them be like, oh, we have CG. We can make like 50 robots and put them in here because we can, like mm-hmm. without a story driven reason. And they never pushed it too far. Or there's yeah. like a scene in Aladdin. Move yeah, on. escape oh, from the yeah. cave. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. For sure, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And it's really noticeable. Yeah. That this... was part of their marketing at the time. Like, look at yeah. this amazing computer animated thing. Oh, yeah. That was a this... fun-ass Super Nintendo game, too. You get, you get to <laughs> escape the cave. Mm-hmm. So, Brett, your final thoughts on this? So, I had a thought while you were discussing the uh, uh, hesitance to discuss the cool weapons. Mm-hmm. Um, and it reminded me of... The uh, Star Trek Hunters. Did you get that far? The Herogen? The Herogen, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, I, I forgot the name yeah. of them. Yeah, the Herogen. Uh, and, like, this whole... Not that we have, like, a society imperative to, to fucking murder stuff, but, like, I think it's a really cool outlet to be able to to acknowledge like cool violent stuff and that people kind of like that just to, to, you know, in, in the fantasy, no real world repercussions arena, a a primate narrowly escapes from a leopard attack. It gets a natural high and, and our species has developed on that. So crazy action is always going to be fun. 
if you form that into a way know, of Nick, hurting. I don't know, Nick. If we develop from monkeys, why are monkeys still around? <laughs> oh, God. Damn it. Well, that's Robots with said. feelings developed from us and we're oh, still around. Snap. Wow. <laughs> I just wanted to bring it back. It was a stretch. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, no, yeah, definitely. It's, you know, stuff like that. It's just every, every moment... Uh, it's the opposite of the Prometheus effect, where every moment I think about this movie, it, it gets better. Yeah, yeah totally. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, and I think that's that about sums up my feelings about it. Like, I liked it before, and I've never had a deep discussion about it, and now I really like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sam? Uh, I mean, has I, your point of view changed? I mean, I think it's more in line with, like, what Brett said. Like, I knew it was a good movie, and I don't think I remembered how profound it was. Mm. Because it's it's not—it's something that you should know, but a lot of times you forget, you know? And it just tells you—it just reminds you in such a relatable, friendly way. And I, I really appreciate how subtle and just how expertly well told this story is. That was a very beautiful way that you put that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <you guys. laughs> right. I'm not crying. You're crying. Ash, do you still hate it? No, I I thought it was fantastic. I can understand why child me was bored for just that small portion of time. Um, but I... I was not bored as an adult. I thought it was really, really great and um, really heartfelt. And just like, I think I hear a lot of people, a lot of people who are screenwriters like to say that back to the future is like a perfect example of screenwriting, but I feel like this movie's better. Like, not that I don't like mm-hmm. back to the future, but I feel like this was, you don't like back to the future. I know. I, I do. Wow. Twitter. No, no, no. Okay. I have, I can help back up what you're saying. Okay. Yeah. I just feel like, I feel like this movie had more heart, you know, totally. and, and had better themes that, that, and, and I think <laughs> When I went to Is film there school, any better theme than don't make out with your mother? <laughs> Useful true. for every day yeah. life. True. That, that is important for little boys to grow up knowing. Um, they wouldn't know <laughs> otherwise. But I feel like um, I feel like if you can tell a story, damn it, Maddie! If you're you, on the percast tomorrow, just stop. Are you guys <laughs> If you can tell a story without any words, then it, then you are a master storyteller. And yeah. if you can tell a story as simply as possible, you know, it, with words, then again, you're also like, th- th- that's a masterpiece in storytelling. And I feel like this movie told so, so much of a story and didn't bother with filling anything in with exposition. I, I think the only exposition is that you need to know it's 1950s and that Sputnik is in the air. But like, besides that, there's like no exposition. They, they don't tell us that this kid lost his father, but we get it. You mm-hmm. know, they don't tell us that the robot used to be like this weapon, but we get it. And it's, in my opinion, like a masterpiece in storytelling when you can get these complex things and themes are crossed in such a simple way. And that's what I think Pixar manages to do time and time again. I know Cars, like, 
Well, so good. Stop. Oh. But like Wally? <laughs> I, thought, <laughs> I, thought cars, I don't like cars, though. The, I think cars are surprisingly good. The cars movies are beautiful. I think they're surprisingly yeah. good. I want to see Cars 3 just like Cars 2 was just. Oh, dude. Have, have you not seen Cars 3? No, I was it's in very Italy good. for three months and I could see one movie in English a week at best. Um, so I just I want to it. recommend to everyone to see it. To okay. see Cars 3. Okay. I didn't watch Cars 2. Um, I saw Cars way after the time it came out. And so the hype had died down. I think a lot of the mm. difficulty was it came after, like, all oh, these are just super memorable, really great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Timeless Pixar movies. So then I watched it later and I was like, hey, that was pretty good. Mm-hmm. And Cars 3 is. Amazing. Okay. It's like about Latina empowerment, sort of. Oh, wow. It's so good. Wow. I'm like, why is Cars 3 exploring these themes? But they are, and it's great. The Cars movies always bugged me that you could build an entire civilization without thumbs. Oh, it's a super weird world. And yeah. There was a scene in the second movie where Mater mistake, mistook uh, wasabi for pistachio ice cream, and hilarity ensued. And the idea of them having either wasabi or pistachio ice cream without thumbs, I just couldn't go any further. <laughs> That's where you drew the line. That's why I drew the line. Yeah. Okay. It's a big ask. The whole movie. Those movies. Oh, yeah. yeah. The world of the movie is a big ask because you're like, yes, yeah, just pretend that things would have evolved the same way, even yeah. though they're just cars. But anyways, we're wrapping up. I got a tangent. Speaking of really amazing animated shorts, sorry, this is a super tangent, but did anybody see the, uh, I think it was Quick QuickBooks or Intuit, did this like little animated short. Whoa. I know, it sounds <laughs> crazy. Is a tangent. I, I, I just ha- Have you guys seen the W-2 form <laughs> for 2007? When you're a freelancer, taxes are live. No, um, no seriously though, I, it just popped in my mind because... Uh, I was talking about storytelling without words and it really like there's a big giant robot in it and which feels very similar to this. Hmm. But if you haven't seen it, I in what way <laughs> well, watch the fucking short Nick and then tell me, but uh, it, it's all about giant robots helping humanity. Okay. So, but th- it's, it's a beautiful, and even though it is a commercial, I, I'm not, trying to fool you there it's a commercial search the intuit animated it's thing on youtube commercial it is a tax commercial but it the <laughs> animators talk about a big ask it, is it is it some like allegory for like the big giant corporations helping little guys no not okay. at all it is a beautiful story okay that flips um sexist characters which i think is great mm. and completely 100 percent without any dialogue Okay. Which, in my opinion, even though it's a commercial, is a beautiful masterpiece in storytelling. You well, should check it out. What was really amazing to me is that I heard the moment where your voice changed, where you're like, okay, enough's enough, guys. It's a beautiful it's commercial. It's really good. And just watch it. You're like, haha. We like keep giving you shit. You're like, haha. It's really funny. And I heard the moment that your voice changed. You're like, enough. it is important. <laughs> Let me get this sentence out. <laughs> It's really good. You should check it out. That reminds me of uh, in one of my Italian classes, the teacher had us watch the Shaun the Sheep movie. Oh, really? But think about that for a second. This is a movie with absolutely no dialogue. 
in a language class. Wait, there's no dialogue in Sean the Sheep? The Sheen? entire no? movie, yeah. no speaking. I heard that. I haven't watched it yet, what? but I really, that made me really want to see it. And yeah. it's really good, and I did enjoy it, but the whole time I'm like, what is happening? Yeah. This is <laughs> a language no... class. Why are you doing this? Yeah, that's weird. She really likes Sean the Sheep. Yeah. yeah. It was, it was Hangover bizarre. Monday. Look, yeah. she, <laughs> she had a fun It probably night. was Hangover Monday. <laughs> End of story. I like the movie. Yeah. Mia. Mm-hmm. Mia. Mm-hmm. Anarchy. Like Tell us about Iron Giant or any other you know, film Cars that you Cars 3. Enjoyed. It's good. I promise. <laughs> watch it. Watch um, Cars 3. Watch this commercial. Yep. Uh, watch this tax commercial. <laughs> I, I Look, we're going to watch it after we're done. Everyone's going to get on your like, side. Oh my God, that was beautiful. No, I can tell. I could tell from your voice that it's, it was, we're all going to be on your side and we're going to be like, how I dare so. we in the past <laughs> treated it with such disrespect. I'm hyping it too much though. Then you walk it back. Yeah. <laughs> it is a tax commercial. Um, I, my final thoughts, my final thoughts. <laughs> Loved it. Still loved the movie. It's beautiful. I want to make a movie or a book or anything. It mm. honestly, if a if a hello could do that, I'm, I want to make anything that does what that movie does. That's Absolutely, what I dedicate my life to, and it's a great uh, encapsulation of what I do dedicate my life and my art to. And it was great. Uh, like you were saying, to talk about it with people because uh, I, you know, we all say, "Oh, it's so great," but it's nice to do an in-depth discussion. Yeah, yeah, totally. Like I, I don't mean to put you on blast, but you even have a tattoo on your wrist that says "Courage," and I feel like that was another theme of the movie. Oh, too. It was, yeah. yes. And this courage is for Wizard of Oz, but oh, it's a good word. Also good. It's a strong. I, there's word. also a metal robot man in that movie. There is, <laughs> and he wants to get a heart too. Oh yeah. I've been thinking so much about this recurring line in Doctor Who, never cruel, never cowardly. Oh. And that mm. hits me so hard and yeah, like I like that too. I mean that is kind of the theme that's, of this that's movie. That's the point of yeah. Yeah. Point of this, the point of the doctor, the point of how you should yeah. live your life. Yeah. Yeah. Preach it, sister. I'll I'll add one more thing to my final thoughts, just because you brought up Superman so much, and it's in the movie. Brad Bird brought up Superman. Yes, no, you you correctly brought it up because it was in the movie. I wasn't trying to put you on blast for your Superman love, um, but my this is I have this thing about like the best Superman movies are not Superman movies. I think Iron Giant mm. and Hercules are the best Superman movies that exist. Hmm. Oh. If you watch Disney's animated Hercules, okay. it's just Superman. I loved Disney's animated yeah, Hercules. That's one of my favorite movies. I would love to rewatch that. I, I I wouldn't argue with you, but the original Richard Donner Superman is really good. You, you can argue because it's a ridiculous statement that I made, but it's just no, to I, throw out some I love, love to those movies like that. Yeah. that are it, like headcanon to me, Superman yeah. movies. Yeah. yeah. Better Superman movies than the Superman movies we're cursed with right now. Yeah. I haven't seen a lot of them, so I'm, I'm trying to opt out of a lot of the shit talking, but um, <laughs> I, 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 I haven't seen a lot of them. <laughs> I haven't seen them, but my, my thesis of why they don't hold up is because they're not trying to be their own films. They're not trying to stand alone like Iron Giant does. They're trying to recreate Marvel, which is a very different tone. I think Superman. they're trying to recreate Dark Knight. Gotcha. Like, right. Yeah. Let's have doing a the badass, version. gritty, dark action, ass kicking. Although, which does work with Batman for to a level. Mm-hmm. To Just, a Justice League is kind of turning away from that. Yeah, because they're seeing how unsuccessful that tack is. 
Welcome to our super. Anyway, I, I, we totally stepped on your summary here. No, that's yeah. what, I think I did it all because it's just my opinions didn't change other than they grew. They didn't change; yeah. they just expanded. That yeah. I love this movie and it's so beautiful. Um, and I don't think I had really anything more to say than that. Everyone said it all. It was you don't so. Have it was to. so good. Yeah. It's just what I want to do with my whole absolutely life. Yeah. Every time we do one of these closers, we always have the guests go last, and it's like, all right, can you think of anything we haven't talked about? That's oh, true. Maybe, we should probably maybe have this the guests is an unfair first. way of handling <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. No, it's all right. It is. It's it's a very powerful movie. It speaks for itself. Because I do, I want to. I write for primarily young audiences and children, and I write mm-hmm. animation, and so it's very personal. personal. Yeah, it's very mm-hmm. personal to me. It was a very formative movie, uh, and everyone said every animator apparently. Yeah, and non-animators <laughs> like yeah. you. Yeah. So Mia, are you on the Twitters? Where can we find more information about I am. you? I'm on the Twitters. Getting those tweets. On all of the socials, I am Mia Rosella. It's just my name. And it's spelled M-I-A-R-E-S-E-L-L-A. And I'm also on the Thank You for Questing podcast. So you're listening to a podcast. And if you want to listen to another podcast you know uh, podcasts that's super different, find this you can go find the other one. Yeah, just find <laughs> it on the way that you listen to podcasts. Can, Probably can you, Apple Podcasts. Can you do an Iron Giant-themed episode? Ooh. That is a good question. I am not the GM. You should bring it to the table. Uh, I guess I could but roll against the him. GM. Yeah, I go. could roll against him and be like, actually, that's not a bard. It's <laughs> the Iron Giant robot. from the 1999 Brad Bird film, The Iron Giant. But aren't we to believe that that's what's going to happen to Ready Player One? Yeah, that's yeah. Like, like that scene is going to be there. I guess like if I start doing that, we're, I'm going to Ready Player One the game, and yeah. I'm, we're going to really jump the shark. Yeah, if your if your GM ever says something falls from the sky, it's just like it's the Iron Giant. It's the Iron Giant. <laughs> yeah. Every time I watch the Iron Giant, it's a thing where because you were talking about Back to the Future earlier, mm-hmm. it's like. Oh yeah, if I it's better than all of the movies I can think of, even when yeah. I think of a really good movie. Mm-hmm. Then I remember Iron Giant exists, and I'm like, no, just kidding. That yeah. one, it's Iron Giant. Totally. Uh, here's a more conclusive thought for you. I feel like you're mm. looking for something conclusive for me to say. <laughs> in the last one, I would love to hear the comparison of us in the first half of the podcast, right? <laughs> versus yeah. now when everyone got s- so changed and serious. It's the effect of the, mm. it's the effect that maybe. Mm. Has yeah. On you. I think one of us hadn't seen it, but the rest of us didn't quite remember how big of a sledgehammer yeah, it could be yeah. on your face. I mean, we were all tearing up for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I will say back to the future has never made me cry. No. Yeah. No. And, <laughs> it, and it that made me very excited. And yeah. that is the whole <laughs> point of filmmaking is a cathartic, experience yeah. expressing and feeling emotion so which, which back to the future does just in yeah. a very different, different emotion different. Yeah. yeah that emotion where you're like don't worry back cool. to the future fans don't worry we 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 hear you we understand <laughs> that new sound you've been looking for <laughs> listen <laughs> to this <laughs> <laughs> all right so that is uh this episode of Let's Rewatch. Thanks for watching The Iron Giant with us. Yeah, if you like the show, this is part of the last Stash TV network of content. Never network. <laughs> it is uh, this podcast and a YouTube channel with a cooking show, a drinking show, video game parodies, and a lot more fun stuff. Yeah, so you can uh, subscribe on... YouTube or Laugh TV. You can follow us on Twitter at Laugh TV, or you can follow this podcast on Twitter at Let's Rewatch. And I do fun stuff like we do polls where you guys get to pick the movie, or if we pick the movie, we uh, tweet a picture 
uh, like take a picture of the movie and you you guess which movie we are watching based on the screenshot. And today, the the first person who got it was Real Comic Heroes Podcast. So thanks so much, Hello. guys. Yeah. And then also Christopher Taylor. So um, good job, you guys. You got that one right. That's mm-hmm. cool po- podcast bros listening to our show. Yeah, and it's real. It's R-E-E-L comics. Um, Plug for strangers. Yeah, real comics. <laughs> he- real comic hero, not comics, plural. So I, I'm just I'm murdering it. I'm just absolutely murdering it. A lot of fact correction. Yeah. Does <laughs> Steven Spielberg produce that podcast? He does. He does, yeah. <laughs> Are the Iron Giants in it, too? <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, if you liked our podcast, please give us a review on iTunes or Google Play Music. Is that it? Oh, Do you want me to say more? I can say more. So make sure your podcast feed is up to date and uh, you tell all your friends we'll be doing this again in another two weeks for more Let's Rewatch. Yeah. Next time we're going to watch Cyborg 3, The Recycler. <laughs> He is not a gun. He's a recycling machine. Recycling metal, recycling flesh. So it's Wally.